welcome to the Herb Walk with Jessica Baker. Um, thanks again for listening to uh, this podcast and just being inspired by herbs and cannabis and all plants in general. It really means a lot to know that there are people listening and getting something out of uh, out of the Herb Walk. So I definitely appreciate all of my supporters. For those of you who don't know, I am now on Patreon. So as a Patreon supporter, there are three different tiers and you get different um, cool things like free classes, essential oil blends, um, access to um, an herbal consultation once a month. If you join our largest tier, then that means you will receive um, a consultation from me. And so you, we can work with herbs and uh, with Chinese medicine, Western herbalism, and all of those things. So um, please support the Herb Walk as a Patreon supporter if you can. And if you cannot, um, just keep listening. That is really enough for me. So thank you so much. Um, Today's episode I am very excited about. I am speaking with Trayvon Dorsey, COO and founder of Seed, Inc., and also with Mercedes Teasley, co-founder and CEO of Seed, Inc. And Seed is spelled C-E-E-D, and it is Community for Entrepreneurs Engaged in Development. And as you will hear, Trey and Mercy really are um, excited about the cannabis plant, which for people being in the cannabis space, um, for me, it's really important to know that um, they actually do love the plant. Number one, you know, they are they're very inspired uh, by cannabis and also know how um, it can create um, generational wealth for people of color. If only we would, um, you know, show them that they're welcome in this space and through things like social equity programs and otherwise. And so we will talk um, a lot about about what are some of the challenges to ownership for people of color and then also challenges to recruitment um, of their community. Like, why isn't their community as engaged as they they can be? And one thing I really like about the conversation, um, well, there's so many things I liked about it, but one thing was really um, how they want to encourage and inspire their community to... Um, not only just be consumers, but to be entrepreneurs and owners of their own business, uh, their own businesses, and really their own relationship with cannabis, really just taking it to a level that's deeper than just consuming and, um, you know, making it more um, relational, you know, in whatever way that means for them. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. I'm sure you will. Um I once again thank Trey and Mercy for their time, and definitely let me know um, how you how you like the the um, interview.
Hello, and welcome to The Herb Walk with Jessica Baker. I am very excited about my guest today, and I think you will be too. It's a much-needed conversation in the cannabis space. I am here with CEO Trayvon Dorsey and CMO Mercedes Teasley of SEED. And SEED, C-E-E-D, stands for Community for Entrepreneurs Engaged in Development. Um, For the listeners who only know a little bit about SEED, you know, they do know it's Community for Entrepreneurs Engaged in Development. But will you go uh, a little bit in depth about what that means, you know, from a business standpoint and also, like, personally, why um, why you chose this? Yeah, so... (laughs) Most definitely. Uh, I'll give you the short answer. I'll let my wife, uh, Mercy, give you the long... The marketing ex- answer. Yeah, the marketing explanation. But <laughs> Seed is a digital platform for Black entrepreneurs to create and grow their business in the cannabis and hemp industry. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Mercy and I have created a platform that does that. And it's going to be actually released in March. So the platform is a marketplace of the most essential resources, products, services, and specifically relationships, people. We believe that the cannabis industry is missing that people or that that person-to-person relationship to build those products and services. They're more focused on a consumer standpoint instead of innovating the industry and the business itself. Mm -hmm. So that's what we do at Mm Seed. I know you want to stretch on to that. Well, yeah, I mean, um, just to clarify, it is a digital solution. um, And what we do is we offer the opportunity and forge opportunities for those strategic partnerships um, through secure encrypted communication, through projects, through education. Um, All of these different resources are available at the SEED um, platform. And we're really excited about the launch. Even the the MVP is um, pretty exciting to see how people are going to be able to communicate and connect. Um, Because when we were entering the cannabis industry, that was the greatest obstacle was supply chain, finding land that was properly zoned for cannabis, finding financiers and finance finding partners and legal transportation development, product development, branding, et cetera, all of these things, advertising, you can't advertise a cannabis business without getting flagged by all of these different solutions that are available right now. So um, we really um, envision and are building seed to be a one-stop destination for Black entrepreneurs so that we can overcome those obstacles that um, our non-minority counterparts don't seem to face. They already have funding, they have networks, they have politicians, you know, things like that. And so it really, we're just leveling the playing field and making it even and, and making it fun while at the same time appreciating our culture and uh, spreading the message. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I actually, I could get, we could get to the why seed. I think that's extremely important beyond what we do, Mm. like why the name seed. And it it really comes from a standpoint of what does the seed do? What does a a seed do? Mm -hmm. The the seed that you can plant in the ground. This is something that if nurtured, it grows the right way. It grows to become something amazing, a tree, a plant, whatever. But when it's given those right resources, it can become that powerful plant that basically builds itself. It uses power from the sun, photosynthesis, creating that that energy from within to 
release something, release that oxygen to us. We are doing that with seed. We are planting a a seed that creates multiple, multiple, multiple businesses and entrepreneurs and, Mm and, and great resources to our economy. Right now, the economy is going through some shit because of COVID-19 too, especially within the cannabis industry. You're seeing a drastic cut in the supply chain. We're talking about uh, resources in um, THC uh, product holders, like the bottles, the aluminum cans, the the pre-rolls, everything like that. There is a shortage of supply. And with seed... We, yeah, we, there's opportunity, there's opportunity for opportunity. somebody to be inspired to come into that space and innovate with natural materials or whatever it is. Um, so just like Trey was saying, we we dropped that seed and we planted and it's just like the cannabis plant. We built something that's strong and self-sustainable. Exactly. Well, I see your um, I mean, obviously, like this is what I was really attracted to you guys when I first uh, talked to you a few months ago was um, that you're actually enthusiastic about cannabis, which so many people, regardless of, you know, who they are, um, there's a lot of just, like, people in it for what I call the green greed, and there is no, like, love of of cannabis. It's really, like, what's my next money-making opportunity, and, like, I I don't care about the history of cannabis. I'm going to, like, profit as much as I can right now, and that drives me absolutely crazy. Um, So if you feel comfortable kind of giving your background with cannabis, um, I'd love to share for you to share what really, because um, obviously you care about the plant and you're just not in it for the money. So, <laughs> we care um, so give me a little plant. history. Oh, man. So this is a great segue. So I first want to start off with our um, start in the cannabis industry. I started before Mercy over here. You know, she's in marketing. She was in uh, corporate. Then she started doing her own thing as an <laughs> entrepreneur. But we started doing this as a couple back in 20, at the end of 2018, started 2019 when Maryland had announced the and released the MMCC social equity route. You know, that giving out 14 licenses, 10 growers, four processors to minority and disadvantaged uh, people within the Maryland uh, state. So we built up a team. I had already had a good network within the cannabis industry after working um, within the medical industry uh, in Maryland. So I had had a few counterparts in in the growing sector. I had a, a good amount of resources. And mm-hmm. Mercy and I, you know, part of building a cannabis team, it, there's a lot that goes into it, especially for your first time doing it in one, in actually not less less than a year. In four months, we had to build a build a credible business plan, a credible team yep. to give to the MMCC to say yes, this is a team that can be a part of the infrastructure that we've created within the medical cannabis industry to attract more customers mm-hmm. and to provide to those customers because that's the most important piece they're looking for. Can you sustain the customers that are there? And we built uh, an incredible business plan, an incredible team. Shout out to my boy or my man, Jeff uh, Quilk, my bad man, but <laughs> my man over at uh, Weeping Willow, Ken, they're doing amazing things in cannabis, but 
we started with that team. Mercy, she is is incredible at what she does. I'm not going to talk about how she uh, performed her job, but it was she lit the fire underneath us, and we we did things the the most strategic way we could. Right. So. Um, so we really, and, and this is a lot of what seed is about and a lot of the um, disparity that we saw is that people really didn't know how to get into this, the cannabis industry. Um, so what we did was we took the skills that we already had, Trey being in cybersecurity and just being in networking in the technical space and coming from that space, we really took our talents and skills and coupled them. I come from branding, communications, writing um, in, in the corporate industry. So really building a cannabis business is just like building any other business businesses, any other business, you need all of those same resources, um, legal marketing, project management, et cetera, to really go from top to bottom or from bottom to top, rather. How are you building this business? What's the core of it? And then growing from there. So, um, when we went into, uh, when we went into the, um, the Maryland minority round, I mean, we started with the same base team, but we really met with a lot of different teams who already had the uh, finances and the the, resource, the political resources. But, you know, they were really just looking for a face, brown faces mm-hmm. to be the front of their business um, and to give them all of the cannabis resources while they just put the money behind us. And really, that's not what we were looking for. We had one of the strongest and only Black and Asian teams. And if you know anything about cannabis ownership, those are the two groups, the two ethnic groups that own the least, uh, 4% and 2% respectively, um, in the cannabis mark in the cannabis industry. So we're really, we were really looking to diversify and change things up. And ultimately we were denied <laughs> a license. Um, but you know, that's what's happened to Brown entrepreneurs across the country who's applied for these types of licenses. So that's when seat was born. Um, you know, we really couldn't sleep. We couldn't sleep at night. You know, we weren't angry. We were just looking for solutions. We really needed solutions. And we realized, hey, nobody's going to do this for you. You have to do the work. And we are the solution. So we put our money and our time and energy behind it and built something that would allow uh, us to provide those solutions for our people across the country and across the world. Yeah, you know, I was going to bring up the social equity piece because um, I know when we spoke and you spoke to my husband, we were you're talking about New York and all of these things and just the scam artist of (laughs) of the social equity like game, because, you know, it's like a game to to some people and it's, you know, it's really disheartening when they, I I don't know, not the they, but just when people really are using that as a, they're just using, that's all they are. Like you said, they just want a brown face and it's not, um, it's definitely not what the social equity laws are or rules are supposed to be about, but I really have seen that more often than not where it's like, they just try to get as many quote unquote minorities on the board, whether they have any skill or whatever, or, Mm -hmm. and and use it as, um, because you know, these for, for the listeners who don't know in these States where they have limited licenses, there's a point system Mm-hmm. And in a lot of the states, there's a point system. Uh, the more, you know, people try to get minorities on the board, yeah. um, which minority is not a word I like because 
It's mm-hmm. like calling women minorities. It's like we're 52% of the population. Right. So just by right. definition, it's not correct. Imagine how we feel right. having a whole of people and lumping <laughs> us all together. Like that's not, our cultures are so vastly different. We're not minority, we're black, you know, and those right. people are Asian and, and they're indigenous. You know, these people, we all have our own identity, you know, so it's really. Right, it and it's not even an identity of race. It's an identity of culture. and right. skin it's tone, culture. Color. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so we've got. So I would love to see <laughs> cannabis in itself because we hold cannabis in such high esteem. You know, we would hope that the values of the business owners reflect the values that we would want to have. But obviously, with with social equity, um, do you see? Because you guys are so solution driven, and I love that. Um, do you see how we can shift? social equity. So it's not just a situation of somebody using somebody based on the color of their skin. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've actually, you know, ownership is the main, is the main thing, right? No matter whether that's ownership uh, in an entrepreneurial stance or ownership in an equity stance, right? So instead of offering, you know, minorities and BIPOC people, you know, people jobs, right? Offer them ways to innovate and be really provide solutions. Again, this is, cannabis is such a vast product. It has over 50,000 commercial uses and we're only touching the, the, the crest of the, of the surface. You know, we're, we're talking about pre-rolls and flowers and things like this. I mean, there are oils, there are, there are hemp, there's hemp, there's industrial usage, there's, you know, medical usage way uh, far above and beyond. We see now that the concentrated, um, um, cannabis oils, uh, you know, can help prevent and block SARS-2 receptors in the uh, in this um, throughout your immune system and help block viruses from your immune system. I mean, we're starting to see different ways. I mean, people are using hemp to create solar panels, right? And of course, going back to that foundation of Hemp Creek, and then if we're talking about foundational documents, our longest lasting foundational documents for this country, like the U.S. Constitution is printed on hemp paper, you know? Um, so we're talking of every time you pull a dollar bill out of your pocket, you know? You're, so what we're, what we're talking about is varying the usage and creating innovative opportunities for new fresh ideas to step into the space and to create sustainable vertic- vertically aligned complete supply chains um, for new product services and solutions throughout the industry so we're really talking about ownership and innovation um, and that's how we uh, that's how we approach social equity as opposed to just here let me give you a job right a job is just enough people people are tired of jobs right people are we see it with the great they call it the great um what is it that people are pulling away from from typical jobs right now they're like going and doing their own 1099 work and doing online blogging and doing they call it the great something you know all of these people are pulling away from corporate america and going back into the office work type of schematics you know people are frustrated with the way that the American dream presents itself today. And so what we just have to do is offer opportunities for solutions, innovation, and ownership for those people who are going to bring those fresh ideas into an oversaturated market. Yeah, you know, that's a good point because there are certain aspects of it that are oversaturated. I mean, here in Oklahoma, you know, we have eight over 8,000 legal growers. California, with 60 million people, has, you know... I think they have 6,000 legal growers or something, you know, 
So just the oversaturation, but so much space yeah. with cannabis if you're just not trying to do the same thing as everybody else. Absolutely. You know, and yeah, having um, just new eyes and new ideas, I think is is going to be um, right. Is going to be yes. huge. I want to say culture brings culture is a big factor when yeah. it comes to people understanding what can and can't be made. Yep. If you look at our history, we use cannabis and hemp here most of the time. Our ancestors, most of their clothing wear was made out of hemp. Mm-hmm. Like she mentioned, the Declaration of Independence, these dollar bills, um, what else? So much the, the ropes flags, that, the, the ropes sales, that tied everything the, sh- the sales to the ships that brought our out ancestors hemp. here. Yes. But the thing yeah. is, <laughs> we are the one of the most yeah. biggest importers of hemp products. Mm-hmm. Most of our products that are created from hemp are coming from China. They're coming from uh, Canada, and nothing is being created here. We have so many farmers, so many manufacturers who are out of work. But it, that could be flipped with the switch if they started growing hemp and started creating process or manufacturing centers or uh, departments, facilities mm-hmm. that created and innovated new products. We have we there is so much to be reversed yeah. when it comes to this environment. There are plastics that continually uh, Blood our seas, Blood our oceans, seas. We have products that are to- that are toxic to our own health. Yeah. You talk about the microwave. You talk about a stove. When you put these products in there, though, they're melting into your food. Right. Like there are so right. many of these products that you see on the shelves that are unhealthy for us and that have- cause those those cancers. And we have like deforestation, right? People are tearing down trees at an alarming rate and trees are so, so, are so beneficial um, and, and imperative for the, the life cycle that we live right now, right? So for every acre of hemp, of hemp that we grow, you know, any farmer, if you have a half acre, an acre of hemp, you can directly uh, contribute that industrial grade hemp to um, hemp paper, to manufacturing hemp paper and hemp paper for products. You know, that way we're not looking at deforestation as the only way to continuously reproduce paper products. We we have a stronger, more sustainable um, solution that is also very uh, eco-friendly because it's digestible, um, you know, and, and biodegradable. So we're really just looking to build a community of people that are uh, interested in providing these solutions and taking their talents, their unique talents and skills that they have right now, no matter whether that's finance, marketing, tech, um, product development and innovation, if that's, you know, the development of raw products and, and processing cannabis or growing cannabis, transporting and distributing, if you have a digital retail space or physical retail space, all of those, all of those pieces and players are huge parts of the um, cannabis supply chain and the innovation, the innovative solutions that we need to build moving forward to, to uh, push this industry along and offer more opportunities for ownership for everybody. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I was going to actually just tell the listeners about your values, which was community empowerment and ownership. And you kind of just like summed it all up right there in one. Yeah. You know, they're big for us. Yeah, they we, are. We need, we need more owners in our community. Um, we, the black community has a problem with spending um, right now, or I think back in 2020, it was listed that we spend, we spend nearly 
1.3 trillion in in our spending habits and 97 or 90 98% of that spending was outside of the community that's something that we need to change as a community that being the C for seed and uh, when it comes to that ownership we really need to accept and being owners instead of being consumers, consumers. Mm-hmm. you know and this industry is all about consuming when we look at our uh, when we look at the media, you, you see a lot of cannabis consumption and not a lot of cannabis innovation. When you look at all these movies, Method Man and our, and Red our Man, culture, you, you, half baked, how yeah, high? Those are the things that them. you know they wake and bake. They're they're waking it's, up and they're smoking, but they're not actually doing anything with it's it. You know, and um, I, yeah. I, I love what they're doing. Um, I just would like them to show it on a more innovative standpoint. They're businessmen marketing cannabis. That's what they do. They should teach other businesses how to market cannabis. Right. You know, it's not about uh, and and the fact that they do consume, you know, a heavy amount, which is cool. I just wish that people understood that there is a such thing as um, what's the word? Actually, I'm going blank. <laughs> you can you can you can consume and create at the uh, you know uh you know at the same time simultaneously and and in doing so not only are you you know elevating your own health or your own uh mental capacity or you know elevating yourself to newer dimensions so that you can open your uh, mind to think yes, greater and etc yes. but you're also create creating sustainable opportunities for others like he said if if I'm teaching you how to build a business then a I'm bringing in recurring income for myself and then I'm showing other people how to be successful as business owners also. So the word was intention. Mm -hmm. There needs to be intention when it comes to cannabis. When we use cannabis as a couple, we've been using cannabis since we started dating. We use, and we we used to look up things when I was in the industry. I wanted to make sure if I'm going to provide someone some substance on how they can use cannabis, I need to know their intent. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest thing that is missing when it comes to uh, these, uh, the cannabis culture being broadcasted to our people, yeah. they don't show the intent. It's all, a, it's, it's just, it's just a noise. You're it's just really it. just noise. Yeah. I'm just smoking just to be smoking, just but why smoke. are you smoking? There what's, is intention the to everything. Yeah. We smoke just like our jazz musicians did back in the thirties to put us to, in a certain mood, to give us that creativity. Yep. There yep. is a certain amount and there's a strain that I use all the time to give me that creative boost. Mm-hmm. And when we put that, you put that smoke and that strain to use, mm-hmm. that's how we created seed. That's how we got into the <laughs> industry. That's how we've partnered with so many other companies and see the growth of people because they use cannabis with intent. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, I feel like in general, just on that that topic of like, let's inspire people to be owners and not just consumers. I mean, I feel like that's with so much, right? Just owning our own behavior, owning our own reaction to what's going on, you know, owning our own. Uh, it's just that like responsibility piece as a, as a part, as opposed to like the taking and the American way is so much about taking because it's like our right to take it. Yep. And um, I feel like, you know, it sounds like your community needs to fucking own that right to take yeah, it. Yeah, right. Time, right? Yeah. But not in this, but not in the same way, you know, to, you know, we need to like that whole paradigm needs to shift about like, it's all mine and I should take it because, you know, I deserve it or whatever. Uh, yeah. um, 
But and obviously, I know that's not your story or your scene. But I just, you know, it just really got me thinking about, um, you know, because we do know so many entitled white guys and white women too. But I, you know, I see it and. I see it in a lot of people, just this entitlement of it is mine and I am going to jump up and take it, right? Because that's the way our society has always treated, right? White men get to take what they want and that's just like this known. Yeah, um, right. And, and so I'm inspired by the fact that there is social equity because that is just going to, it's shifting the conversation in itself and some people are going to use it and abuse it and some people are going to like be inspired by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've kind of talked about challenges to ownership, which like the banking and just all of that is ridiculously insane. Um, and you know, I don't see, it's funny how the large corporations getting into cannabis, don't get their cannabis, don't get their bank accounts closed down, but like all of us uh, right. little guys do. Yeah, right. you know? exactly. That's, that's definitely, you know, something that I've noticed a lot, um, but do you see other challenges, you know, and, and I don't want to say the word recruitment because you guys aren't recruiting people into seed, <laughs> but you, but in a way it is like, do you, what other challenges do you see? Like, if you're like, why aren't these people coming to our website? Why aren't they utilizing our services? Do you see any <laughs> other, like, you know, do you see anything else standing in their way besides the things we've talked about, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, cannabis has a stigma. Right. So education, we're really using education to destigmatize, um, you know, our community. And and this is and we go back to this and we use the word community a lot. But we really mean that, like, really, that the commencement of unity. Right. Um, We've been divided and distracted for so long. And mainstream media is a big part of that, you know, um, football and sports and playing games or betting on games and paying attention to all of these things that really just don't pay back into you has been such a big uh, thing because, you know, we live in a very capitalist society. It's driven by dollars. So ads and revenue. And then, you know, you also have church, which is a big, uh, Christianity is a big factor in the black community. I feel like some, some plus 90 plus percent of, of African-Americans would consider themselves Christian or at least Jesuit leaning. Um, and you know, that's frowned upon. If you look at any of our people who are ever in the military or law enforcement, um, cannabis is frowned upon in those circles, you know, so we're really overcoming a lot of stigma. Um, so we're using education and entertainment and culture to really re-civilize, you know, cannabis has gone through a lot of what our community, our people have gone through as a, as a, you know, I hate the word race, but as a, as an, a unified community as a race of people, you know, we, there's so much power and passion there. There's so much capability there, but you know, our name was drugged through the mud. You know, people don't trust us because our skin is darker than theirs. People fear us because my husband is, you know, uh, six to two sixty five. you know, people, there's so much, um, fear and misconception and stigma around the plant Um, Just like there is for our people, you know, we really have to overcome societal and psychological um, mental barriers to really say, okay, no, this is really what it is. You know, these are just people. Right. And these are this is just the plant. This these are all of the different ways that you can use it, you know, Um, so 
get over yourself, overcome your fear, you know, get your life together and really figure out ways that you can help uh, create sustainable or generational wealth um, for your family, your children, a better future. I mean, come off of the opiates, come off of the opioids, come off of the, the pharmaceuticals, you know, and go on to a natural way of living. Those medicines are just meant to assage your symptoms. And often, oftentimes they come with their own new level and layer of symptoms and, and, and problems. Um, so when we're talking about natural medicine and natural living and natural healing, we're talking about allowing your body to do its work with powerful, uh, with powerful elements and characteristics that were given to us by, you know, if you, if you believe in it, the God who created this earth, who's all bigger than us, you know, smarter than us. Um, and we have this one plant that can heal so many things. So definitely education, um, surrounding stigma and embracing culture, you know, um, natives use News use plants differently than Asians and Asians use plants differently than Africans. You know, we have all of these different cultures that we can bring together to really create a diverse, innovative field of um, opportunity. So um, I would definitely say education and, and again, the, the innovation of culture into cannabis. Yeah. So you touched on what worse. You touched on fear, a fear mm-hmm. factor. Yep. Um, Jeff, you, Jess, you touched on a few things that are more relevant towards the, uh, the whole industry. So you were talking about um, the marketing piece. You talked about, uh, I don't think we talked, we talked about banking. Another thing is taxation as a cannabis business. As a cannabis business, you can't write off the same uh, deductions as you could a regular business. Um, what else? Regular regular cannabis industry wise, it goes goes down to um, consumer protection. Those are problems. Pesticide mm-hmm. and quality assurance, um, and then diversity is really big. Like we touched on that already, but cannabis industry really wants to di- to diversify the industry, and you know I think they have done a good job in diversifying the employees, but when it comes to the owners. It, you know, it's it still sits at where it is. Yeah. And I am going to say our leadership is a big problem with that. And that that is huge. Our leaders within our community um, have not provided a roadmap for us to get into the cannabis industry. You know, there are hundreds of industries that we have problems getting into beyond um, the capital raising. But us having leaders that look out for us as a people and provide uh, beneficial and experience for us is going to be a big factor. One of the biggest reasons why the 2019's MMCC Cannabis Social Equity Round crashed was because a member, I'm not going to say their name, but a member was charged with bribery and they were one of the leading members who created this social equity round. And I say, I relate that because they were the black race. This is some point who's supposed to be looking out for their people, creating space for mm-hmm. uh, a, a marginalized group. And this type of shit happens. You, you cannot progress when you're looking for other people to pay you, when you're looking People aren't even trying to do it the right way. They're trying to pay you their way in. Your motives and right. your intentions. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. the leadership. Greed knows no barriers. You right. Know? Right. <laughs> That's yep. unfortunate. You know. Um, yeah, because we we have to because you know people who don't want diversity 
are going to use him as the example as to why, you yeah. know, yeah. an entire, you know, culture of people. Yeah. Or race of, you know. Now you're a whole, race now, now, now you so are the scapegoat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now you're the scapegoat. Yeah, now you're the scapegoat. Yeah. I mean, we see, yeah. we see it cannabis. happening across, across culture. We see Bill Cosby as being, I mean, you know, they've got specials about talking about Bill Cosby and I don't even want to go on that route. We don't, I don't know, or, you know, it's not my business whether he did or did not do the things that he's accused of, but there are people with larger names and deeper pockets who are who are not black who are also accused of very similar things, but there are no specials and things like that for them, you know. So we really have to change yeah. the the narrative of how black people are viewed in this country, and then also um, what steps we take to what steps we take to change the narrative of who we are. You know, we have to take ownership of that narrative, no matter who created it, no matter what media conglomerate created the narrative. Right, that it is our it is our our right, you know, coming from communications and PR, you know, I I would never tell a client, hey, um, somebody's out here, you know, slandering your name or committing libel against your company, but we're going to leave it up to them to fix their mistakes. No, you need to get out and ahead of the story and you need to create your own narrative and talk about how which, who you are, what your brand is and what you do and how you're different from your competitors and take reign and take ownership of that narrative and allow all of that, you know, other stuff to be dispelled on its own. Um, and so that's really where we are as a community. And that's where we are as a, as a culture in cannabis, you know, um, cannabis got a bad rap, you know, um, people, people really misuse the plant and misunderstand the plant, right? Misunderstand its power. And what we're here to do is really provide the education and the opportunity to, um, Re, for it to regain its power and recreate a new narrative for cannabis um, in the industry in total, in general, and for the industry as far as Black ownership and innovation goes. Mm-hmm. For restoring that missing culture to yep. our community. Absolutely. Uh, our, our community doesn't realize the deep roots they have in cannabis. Um, being, as far as this country is concerned, we we... As farmers, we created hemp, or not we created hemp, but we grew hemp. This is something that is, is misconstrued when it comes to the history of cannabis a lot of the times. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of stumbled over my words because I hate the fact that the same things that happen in our textbooks, as we saw, are the same things that are happening happening in cannabis, where you omit the full reality of the situation mm-hmm. of our history and you prioritize someone else. You just prioritize, yes, uh, Thomas Jefferson and George Washington were uh, hemp farmers, right. yet they weren't the ones who produced they didn't bring everything. The, they didn't produce or bring the hemp. Brit- British didn't produce hemp before Africa and Asia, right? In Asian, in Asian culture, they used it as an herbal remedy. Africans were the first to create the, the, the wet and dry uh, smokable pipes to consume it as a medicine, right? And then we, and then slaves brought hemp along with them in the transatlantic slave trade and that, and we started growing it and then it caught on to those farmers, right? Right, So just telling a full story, a full historical narrative, a full account of that historical narrative so that, so that it's complete. It's just like telling a black child that his, um, that his, 
his uh, identity began in, you know, 1613 Jamestown, Virginia as a slave. His ancestors are slaves. They weren't slaves. They were enslaved. But before we were enslaved, you know, we were actually, you know, growers and agriculturalists and 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 royalty and 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 farmers and laborers and hunters and gatherers. We were all of these things. We had the most advanced civilized uh, civilization that people are still digging up Egyptian remains and 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 discovering things that the Egyptians created in hieroglyphs, you know, throughout the pyramids and the Nile, discovering astrology and things like that. So we really have to get back in touch with who our true what our true culture is and who we are sub, you know, above and beyond the transatlantic slave trade, above and beyond the the um disruptive and and uh dis you know, the the disrespectful history of, of Blacks in America. So we're really, you know, relearning, re-educating, reteaching, and and re-inspiring. We, we're giving people hope, whereas right now our people don't feel very hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously you're, obviously seeds going way deeper than cannabis entrepreneurship, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's like there's the window in, right? You, you entice people with, hey, come start a cannabis business, and then, you know, just uh, the, the deeper connection of building that community um, and yeah. empowering your community, you know. So I, I like, I'm even looking at your values so much differently in terms of, uh, come on, Jess. you know, because all those the three words are so powerful. Yeah. So really to, like, really just, you know, dig in to see what, you know. Um, it's always, you know, that's what I love about herbalism and Chinese medicine. I don't know how much you guys know uh, or remember, but yeah, I'm an acupuncturist and an herbalist yeah. too. Yep. So, um, you know, everybody always wants to like scratch the surface and it's like, no, change happens when you go really, really deep, so deep you know, and yeah. going into like the dark places that maybe aren't the best places you want to go to. But then once you like, you know, push through that, it becomes, you yeah. know, I mean, it's the, a uh, it's a the, well, and your reality completely mm-hmm. shifts, right? You know, whether you're healing with cannabis or some other herbal medicine or some other modality that's bringing you, you know, um, just get into that, into those deeper connections. So um, I'm so happy that Seed is here and I'm really rooting for you um, and, and the success of Seed. Um, you know, in our last few, few uh, questions here, um, what... Who would you like to see supporting Seed? Like, if you had your like perfect vision of where Seed is going to go, what 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 are we looking at? You know, um, this is a branding question. I would like to see athletes. Um, I would like to see athletes and musicians supporting Seed right now. Musicians talk so much about cannabis and their music, um, and and you see so many athletes and musicians starting these cannabis flower uh, flower brands and oil brands and things like that. The Snoop Dogs, the Jay Zs, the Beyonce. Beyonce has the hemp farm. You know, really, um, John. Uh, I did not know that. Yep. Uh huh. She has a hip farm, a hip farm, and bees, uh, a bee farm. Um, we've, you know, you've got John Sally and his daughter who started a flower brand. Um, forget about Mike Tyson. You know, yeah, Mike Tyson. Yeah. You've got um, Killer Mike who talks about, you know, black black wealth. He he's actually launched uh, the first uh, Greenwood, the Black Bank. Um, that kind of pays homage to the Greenwood district um, and, and the massacre, the black massacre that, you know, took place there. Just really 
all of these brands, these athletes, these celebrities who really want to get into the industry, but really, um, you know, getting into the industry and providing more opportunities to black, for Black people to be consumers is not how we elevate mm-hmm. social equity space mm-hmm. in this platform. It's not how we advance as a people and, you know, go from spending, you know, 96% of our $1.3 trillion spending power in, in external circles, but really... Um, Providing op- space and opportunity, like I, I love to see these people who these athletes, celebrities, et cetera, who are um putting their money into funds that fund, you know, we're we're we are a platform that's backed by seed funding, right? <laughs> no, no, no pun intended, but we just secured our first round of seed funding. So somebody believes in us enough, an investor believed in us enough to say, okay, let me put my money where my mouth is, right? And these for these celebrities who have the, the access to this, you know, this wealth. Um, and these spaces, these platforms, you know, how big their platforms are, these people can really do a lot of good um, by putting their money into um, investment pockets and allowing, um, you know, giving space and opportunity for people in their community who are innovators to come in and say, hey, this is my idea um, with your with your with your your connections and your capital. We can make this into a very powerful thing. Um, and so that's what happened, you know, with us, thanks to Jeff Chair and his team out of uh, Conscious know. Venture Fund based out of Baltimore, Maryland. They really believed in us and they gave us the money to take this vision mm-hmm. and take it from a concept and, and and bring it to reality for our people. Very well well said. Very well said. So, you know, do you have connections with any of these, you know, top top uh, musicians and athletes? And do you have a way to contact them to, to let them know about Seed or... Yeah, I mean, we. I mean, def- you're such a good marketer and brander. I'm assuming that, like, you, you, you we, do, we definitely do. let them know. I, I like to have a proof of concept, right? I like to have uh, actionable um, ways of people people actually interacting with our brand. So we're really we're hitting that launch space where um, I will feel, um, you know, because I really need to stand behind something, and it's not just a bunch of words. When I hit somebody in their inbox or in their DM, or when I reach out to somebody's publicist or go to the media and publish a story about Seed, I want people to be able to take action. Um, and so all of these fluff stories about, you know, uh, $10,000 consulting groups that are going to be available and things like that, where people have to put all of this money into it, or they are only going to get, you know, a six week consultation. That's not what we're here for. We're not here. The money's going to make itself. We're not here to profit off of our people. We're here to create opportunities. And in making a lot of other people wealthy, we too will be able to share that wealth with our community. Um, So really, um, our go-to-market strategy. When I start hitting the publicity, and and you'll see seed in the press, and you'll 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 see us start to partner with these larger brands is after March of 2022, which is when our actual platform drops, and we bring on our first early adopters, and then our community can really join in and get started looking at projects, jobs, and opportunities that are available on the platform. So it's really a good. It's a good time for people to start knowing about Seed and getting involved so they can be on that ground level and feel like they got to help build something amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Anything else you would like to share that we haven't covered today? If you're just like a burning anything that you want to say to people, you know, as you're you're just getting your feet uh, in the water on, on even talking about Seed. 
Yeah. Or not talk. You've been talking about it, but for the world to be talking about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We're ready. We've been talking about this for years. It's been, <laughs> it's been itching. Our hands have been itching. You know, we our ears have been ringing. We've, we've known that we had uh, something great for a while and that got validated last year when we... Um, um, completed a very uh, a very respectable accelerator program and came through um, as one of the top companies to get funding. Um, and so we knew that we had a good idea, but really uh, one of the resounding thoughts that came from not just this conversation, but uh, many before is that this is bigger than us. This is bigger than Black culture. This is b- bigger than race. This is bigger than cannabis. This is about innovating and uniting people across the world. Right. Um, we've already got people and partners in Brazil, Africa, um, Jamaica who are ready to do business, you know, and provide opportunities and resources. And we see this going so much bigger than what we can even imagine. We're just ready to see people's lives change, you know. So this is bigger than us. That's one of the things right. that just um, resounds so loudly and so greatly with me. What about you? And the we feed off each other. <laughs> the one thing I want people to under or to take away is caffeine. At, coming from an herbalist, coming from an herbalist standpoint, caffeine sparked a new age across the world. I'm talking about sparking art, technology, science. That mm-hmm. sparked a new age of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And Literally, that, yeah, for real. <laughs> Literally, and, and that transpired into what we see today as capitalism. So that was caffeine Mm -hmm. found in, you know, coffees and teas and whatnot. Mm -hmm. We're talking about cannabis, something, cannabis, hemp, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) something that can create more than 50,000 products from Mm -hmm. the fiber to the stalk to the buds. Mm -hmm. 50,000, two. Now, (laughs) I, I don't want to, you know, go into the a comparison. Yeah, the comparison, yeah. but there is so much to be done mm-hmm. and we're just getting started. Yep. Use your brain, think creatively, dream on it. And any way that you possibly even have an inkling of an idea that cannabis can help change your life or the lives of people around you, um, you know, hop in our DMs and talk to us about it and we'll uh, connect you with the resources that are available um, in our network to to make that possible until the seed platform is launched. And then once the seed platform is launched, you can go ahead and drop that project in your network and, and get, you know, all of your network involved in the project. So, um, you know, we've partnered with crypto companies. Um, you know, we're launching our own NFT soon. We've got green sustainable developers. We've got, you know, hemp, solar, and technical uh, production. Um, you know, there are so many different ways to incorporate uh, cannabis uh, and all of its elements, hemp, CBD, all of that um, into your lifestyle that, you know, there is no shortage of opportunity or innovation there. And so we really just want people to dream and dream big and, you know, go hard, go hard or go home. This is your life. You get this life once. And if there's a way that you can change your life and change the lives of other people around you, you'll be rewarded greatly for it. So don't be afraid. Just take the call. Take the step. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And before you go, do you want to share your contact information? Because you said drop a DM or drop, you know, like give give us your whatever um, information you want for people to be able to contact you. 
Yeah, probably so the best way. you can go to our website. Yeah. Yeah. It's at projectseed.io, mm-hmm. seed with a C, so C-E-E-D.io. Um, from there, you can get to our YouTube. You can send us an email. You can email myself or Mercy at Trayvon at projectseed.io or Mercedes at projectseed.io. And you can get us get, get in touch with us on our LinkedIn page, too. Yeah, um, probably best to just come through social one LinkedIn or Instagram, Instagram. Um, which is at projectc.io, same as the website. And then, you know, we'll get in touch through DMs, you know, and, and make sure that you're, you know, a good fit for the network and you're serious about what you're doing. And then we'll connect you to our people who are hitting the ground, moving and shaking. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you, Trey and Mercy, being on the Herb Walk podcast today. Yes. And yeah, anything I can do to help support you and, and, you know, just always let me know. Will do. We appreciate you, Jess. Yes, we appreciate <laughs> your time and your energy. And thank you for sharing your space and your, your voice, your platform and your listeners with us. Bless. Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> Once again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Herb Walk with Jessica Baker and my conversation with um, Trey and Mercy from Seed Inc. Definitely go to their website. It's a great website. Subscribe. They are um, about to have their big launch, so support them when they launch. Share their work with your communities. And um, yeah, let's just keep having these kinds of conversations and trying to elevate the cannabis, you know, what we call now the cannabis industry, let's elevate this industry um, to be something more than what we have. Because I think we all know that right now, the status quo, um, it's not working for any of us. And it is definitely not working for those people who've been disenfranchised by the American dream, um, because that was a very one-sided dream. So, so let's make this happen for everyone. Because, you know, none of us are going to thrive if we are um, staying in this old state of mind. You know, we got We have to change our attitude and change our um, understanding of who we are and who we are as a people and who we are as a country and definitely who we are as beings on this planet with a relationship to plants. So thank you again for listening to The Herb Walk. With Jessica Baker, I want to give a shout out to um, David Fitz. He is um, a good friend of mine and the musician who had who has developed my old girl theme song that you hear at the end and the beginning and sometimes in the middle of these episodes. He wrote that theme song for me, so I just want to give a big shout out to David because. Um, in all these seasons, I don't think I've thanked him, which is so lame. So thank you, David. And thank you um, to Z-Man Brown, who has um, been doing some editing for me. 
And so, yeah, just thank you to everyone who makes this happen, including you, the listeners of the Airblock with Jessica Baker. Mm-hmm.